0: I want to hear you make some noise. U.S. 131
1: Motorsports Park. What you like most about drag racing. We are live right now with Modified to the Lanes. Welcome to the U.S. 131 Motorsports Park Drag Racing Podcast. Strap in and hang on for all the latest news, results, and happenings from the fastest track in the world. That's a quarter mile track in the world, by the way myself and Justin will offer different perspectives on what's going on at the track and highlighting different drivers and events along the way. This week we're going to be talking about what took place at other tracks last weekend. Of course, all the results from 131, and what's coming up next.
0: Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to our show. If you enjoy it, please rate us accordingly and tell your friends and family. If you have ideas or suggestions, please let us know. Now, Gary, we had a, we had a heck of a, an event Saturday night, the night of thunder.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I think we uh, wrapped it up at one thirty a.m., which which really isn't bad <laughs> so considering
0: the the weather that we had and the you know the just a couple pesky showers came yeah, through.
1: I think we had four plus hours of downtime uh, due to weather, which yeah. which really hurt us. But it's still, that was a late one.
0: Oh yeah, that that's all right. Out. That's all right. That you know it's that's one of the things that running at 131 even going back when I was a kid I mean you we knew that the big events the special events and stuff like that it was going to be a really really late night mm-hmm. and and this one this one was the same too
1: I think when the second professional show ended up we were going into third round
0: yeah that, that sounds right? about right that sounds about third right. of eight yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there was eight rounds in in top and mod wasn't there Top and mod both, yes. Yep, yeah, and and each yeah. of those classes had over 75 cars, mm-hmm. so it paid back an extra round. Yep. paid back 20 bucks to the round of 32 yep,
1: that helps. A lot so, of people cashed in on that.
0: Yep, just, but, a, just a little so, something to uh, sweeten the blow a little bit, I mm-hmm. guess, uh, if you had the misfortune of losing the third round. And, and, and if you didn't pick up your money, there may be some money waiting for you in the tower the next time you're here.
1: That's right, that's right. But before we get into that, uh, what... What uh, some of our local racers do at other tracks this weekend?
0: Yeah, Kelly Smith. He's he's on a tear. Oh wow! He he, he won, won both days the weekend before at Mid Michigan mm-hmm. in, in modified. Then he went up to Northern Michigan Dragway for their Bow Tie Challenge, and he picked up the two K warm up win in modified up there. Eh,
1: wow!
0: He, it, that's all in the roadster. He's he's wearing that thing yeah, out. Yeah, he's year. Uh,
1: won a fair amount of money in the last couple of weeks. Oh, for
0: sure. Kelly doing a great job at the beginning. well I. Might as well mm-hmm. call it the middle of the season. It's almost July now.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Doesn't seem like it should it's, be. We haven't raced enough yet to to have it be almost midway through the season.
1: Is this the last week in June
0: already? It, it is. Wow. It's unbelievable. And then double uh, O Joe Meese in his yellow <laughs> Cuda. He's uh, he, he's not a regular here all the time, but he comes up and and mm-hmm. usually does well. He's a heck of a nice guy, nice looking car too. And uh, he picked up the win in modified, and along with an Ironman for his efforts.
1: Yep. That's a pretty good win down there at Osceola. For
0: sure. And then we've got all sorts of results here from from 131 this this last weekend. We had a lot of racing going on.
1: Yeah, well, from the, from the tower, I was uh, able to see a lot of the stats and the lights and things like that, and I hope uh, you can fill in what you saw now going on down on the track. All right. And uh, modified, it was Dan Gorby, that RC Cola car. Uh, he won over Ron Hager. Uh, he actually took a little too much stripe, and went five thousands under in the first round against uh, Brian Bovey. Oh yeah, So Brian beat him, but he bought back and then he won the next seven rounds, just marching right through.
0: Yep. Well, that 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 helped me out a little bit as far as points go. I think ah, <laughs> Dan that's... took me out at six cars, and and he he definitely put a whooping on me.
1: Yeah, he won a lot of money, but not so many points for sure. That's it's a hard way to get points two at a time. Yeah, his uh, package was 25 total in the, in the final over Ron's 28. So it was a good close race. Oh, it was a real good race in the final. In the top ET, Bill Swain uh, came down and uh, won. He he won over Dave Marchini in Bill's new car.
0: Man, I, that that car just doesn't know anything but a winner's circle, oh, I don't it, think. It was
1: landing at the SFG race. Oh, man.
0: And now with Bill driving it. Picked up a 125K win and now a, a, a win here in, in top ET oh, yeah. for Night of Thunder.
1: <laughs> Think That's a good stayed, car. Stayed the same all weekend long, and his uh, well, Marquini did well too. He was uh, a runner-up in May 6th, our, our first two-day race. Yep. So this is his second final. Of the year. Second final of the year in three races. Yeah, uh, Marquini had uh, two double o, triple o lights. He had two perfect, perfect lights in the uh, in the first round. He had a perfect light, and then uh, ran 2100s off and got beat by Ron Truller's, uh 900s package. Nine. Thousands package. Oh man, Not, Ron laid him out nine total. Yeah, was, <laughs> Look, uh,
0: looking at that without seeing the run, maybe Marquini just let him go. I'm he knew thinking he was salt. decent. I'm thinking, and, and got down there and saw that that Ron was closing way too quick, and mm-hmm. and just turned him loose, and and it didn't work out. It it's one of those things. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it, it doesn't quite work out.
1: Yeah, but David he he fought back and he uh, fought through the next five rounds successfully. He had another triple o light a three-total package in round six over poor Jason Jensen. Man. Jason picked the wrong guy that round. <laughs>
0: oh, for sure. And he
1: lost in the final to Bill Swain. They both had uh, 18,000 packages, and the margin of victory for Swain was quadruple. Well, it had to go to the fourth digit. So oh, no four, kidding? It was six ten-thousandths. Triple zero six going to Bill Swain. Wow. So what is that, half an inch, something like that? That's It's not much. And, and the wind lights fell uh, Swain's weight uh, for the win, but that was pretty good. And then the next day, uh, Marquini uh, was still in with uh, 22 cars when the rains came and in, in top ET again. So, I uh, I picked Marquini as my racer of the week. That's oh, there right. you
0: go. You're, you're letting us letting the cat out of the bag yeah, a little bit, Gary.
1: Hopefully, we'll see a little article show up on the 131 website here. Oh, no, that'll be in, good. In a few days, but uh, he's uh, been very impressive and he's getting better. Oh you yeah. Know? Yeah. He races uh, races with his dad. Michael and uh they make a great team. So. Oh, for
0: sure. They they do a really nice job. Just, and it's a nice car too.
1: Yeah, yeah. In the in the land of dragsters, he's just doing a lot of good. A oh, lot yeah. of wins just going rounds.
0: Hashtag team door car. He's just
1: a win waiting to happen. <laughs>
0: right? For sure. For <laughs> sure. And then um Mitchell Smith picking up a win over Matt Knapp. It's been a little while since Mitchell's parked it on the dance floor.
1: Yeah, and that was uh that was two uh, two red lights in the final in the street, and I guess well Matt left first. Yeah, uh, that's that's the story right yeah, there. Yeah, that's the way it goes. It was over, but uh, Mitchell came through uh, clean. He had no buyback, so he took uh, took the points lead. Oh in no street. kidding! Yeah, wow. Uh, unofficially, I'm pretty sure he did. I haven't seen the the posting yet, but I, he should have had enough points to get out in front. Oh wow. So good job for Mitchell Smith. Yeah, oh,
0: definitely. And then uh, Master Junior Dragsters, Allie Muchler, hashtag Team Cameron. He's over there pumping his fist. <laughs> <laughs> we will have a full update on the on our fantasy pickem mm-hmm. deal here coming up in a in a few minutes. But Allie Muchler uh, lost first round. She got she got she took a bit of a whooping. Trey Goodson was 003 up front. Yes, and, he was first and round. Just, uh, just laid her out and and sent her to the buyback window but she bought back and and made her way through and 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 beat jake foster in the final
1: yeah she had a a 14 total package in the round number four trip with a 007 light wow and and then she beat jake foster in the final she was 013 on the on the tree to his 048 in a double double breakout race and she just came out on top on that one she was killing it for sure Good job for our reigning champion from 2017. Most definitely. Most definitely. Then definitely. Tyler Howard, he uh, showed
0: up for the first time this year at US yep. 131. Debuted right. his new car here. I mean, it, for pretty,
1: for here, pretty the thing car. is gorgeous, beautiful car. And he uh, he had a win in advanced junior dragster over Aubrey Morris. Yep. Aubrey doing well.
0: Aubrey doing doing real well. She's picking up some some of her sister Trinity's. Uh, steps i guess you mm-hmm. know trinity's been doing real well at mid michigan that's right the last few weekends and and aubrey
1: that's and a seabright machine uh coming alive oh those, yeah those junior extras sure. for sure tyler's yeah. average light was a five three. you know that's not bad for i mean tyler's 10 years
0: old wow and that's that's good and and there's there's you know there's something else to that too it, the the rollout isn't the same here as it is in Mid Michigan. It's a little tighter oh. here than it is up there. So there's there's mm-hmm. a, some adjustments that need to be made to be competitive here versus other tracks. Yeah, that's true. So it, it's it's he he definitely rolled with the punches and and made it work.
1: Yeah. Now with that team is uh, certainly his dad Mark is along. Oh yeah, uh, by his side. But uh, who else is helping coach that guy?
0: Oh yeah, that uh, Jason Jensen's definitely. involved and Connor yeah. Jensen. They, you know. All of those
1: guys are. You put the, are that brain really trust together, racers. and you've got a pretty good, uh, pretty good mentor. Oh, for sure! Right there between the two of them, for sure. And then in beginner
0: junior dragsters, Aaliyah Pitch yeah. picking up the win. Her first win ever. She got in the car at the beginning of the season. And, I think so. And uh, I, I was impressed. She was she was cutting good lights. The car was running good. I mean, that's that's a that's a good car. We tried it out and oh. forum last fall. I think it was. Uh, we put Jace in the car.
1: That's the former Peterson car.
0: That's the former Peterson car. Oh, yep. Yeah. And my son Jace actually drove it one of the races towards yeah. the end of the year and, and and won with it.
1: Wow. So I do remember that.
0: Yeah. It, it's a it's a really good car and. Aaliyah was knocking the tree down. Yeah. She's got she's got a quite a bright future ahead of her she in this a, junior dragster
1: thing. An 043 light in the final.
0: Oh yeah, and, and I think all of her lights were right in there. You know, I I know mm-hmm. that she was like
1: forty to sixty most of the day. Right, that's pretty good. So that was the beginners. We had uh, two hundred and sixty eight entries here, uh, from my recollection. That's solid. That's on, a lot. That's a lot Saturday of cars. Night. That's a lot of cars and uh, a whole lot of people. I think the the Super Chevy show helped. Oh yeah. You know, unfortunately, we're racing in front of the big crowd, that brings a lot of racers out. But that's a, a good showing. The 50-50 drawing was a new record. Oh, yeah. That was off the charts. The uh, they the, Our half of that 50-50 was $1,600. They could probably quit selling tickets for the rest of the year now. Oh, for sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. They got it was... the dinner
1: paid for and everything, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was won by one of the Nostalgia Pro Stock drivers. Yeah. Um, I... Bob Merrily. Bob Merrily. I think he came up and collected his money and uh, loaded it up and went home. He thought, yeah. you know what? I'm coming
1: out ahead on this deal. I'll tell you what the interesting story about Bob. He, he came up hours after we, we had announced that and announced it over and over, that winning number, that big pile of cash sat there for at least a couple of hours. And he was getting things packed up as he's getting ready to go. And he told his kids, oh, throw those tickets away. They are just sitting there. He said, well, I never win this kind of thing. And. One of his kids ran over to the concession stand where they had the winning number posted and came back and said, Dad, I don't think you want to throw this one away. <laughs> <And> sure <laughs> enough, he came up and was, was handed 1,600 cash, which is, uh, those ladies work so hard, though. Oh, they do. They do a great job. Oh, my gosh. Vicki Howard and the team, uh, I, I saw uh, Michelle Taylor on the spectator side going through the stands oh, selling yeah. tickets. and. And over there at uh, Bob's Pit, he said they stopped by three times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did he buy tickets all three he, times? He put them off the first two. Oh, he put them off the first two. And, so that's uh, what we got to do. He was just... too
1: busy to, to do it, and he can't, they, they pers- you know, persuaded <laughs> him to buy some on the third trip around, and that was the, the lucky winning Well,
0: number. Well, good deal. Yeah. Good deal. So we had Chicagoland Superstocks. There was 10 cars here, mm-hmm. and, man, they they were built as as wheels up, oh, you know, wow. wheels standing, gear jamming. And they you know, did good old fashioned American iron, mm-hmm. and
1: they did not disappoint. That that was that was a neat group of cars to see. Yeah, the people rushed to the fence to see that those wheels standing, you know. The uh, Scott Fletcher in his '67 Chevy two was the fastest uh, pass of all. He went at 851 about 158 miles an hour. But I found out that he gets help from the Bad Ratitude team.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah SK the, Tools and, yeah, the and Bad Ratitude. Corey and Chris Lamb over there. they in the
1: Chicago area. How about that? Hell small yeah. world. Yeah, it is a small world. And uh, the fastest car, of course, is the one that they're backing.
0: Oh, yeah. That's, that's neat. Well, you know, it may have been the fastest time posted on the scoreboard, but there was a black 67 Camaro. Mm -hmm. that where I was standing right on the fence about a 1,000 foot, he was lifting. No kidding. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) He didn't want to show his hand. No,
0: he wasn't showing his hand at all there. (laughs) So that one, had he run it all the way through, he probably would have. Yeah. Been the been the quickest.
1: And of fastest course, we were oblivious there. at the tower.
0: Oh yeah, for he had a sure. drop
1: spot down there. He wasn't going to feel exactly. <laughs> yeah, we how talked fast about a it.
0: spot drop last week when we were talking about bracket racing. and that's
1: exactly what he was doing. My personal favorite is no secret. It was Steve Scott's uh, white sixty Impala. Man, that thing is neat. Wheelie bars, two tons of fun of, there. Oh man, six hundred thirty-two cubic inch big block in that thing. He he went to eight fifty-seven, which is about the second fastest I think, one hundred fifty-seven miles an hour. But wow, there's some metal in those fenders, man. Oh, there is that's too. That's a monster. I mean,
0: that back bumper's
1: got to just be full of lead to be able to stand <laughs> up like he did. Yeah, that's a he's a blast to watch. He's always been a favorite. Oh yeah, and it's a super clean car too. That see, that group used to be the uh, Superstock Mafia.
0: The Superstock Mafia, and I think yeah. even before that, they were the Chicago Wise Guys. They oh, they've okay. had a few different names, and, and a yeah. few different cars have come in and out of their group, and exactly. It, it, it's always the same. I mean, it's it, they are they are really nice cars that just flat get it. I think that was worth the price of admission. Oh, for sure. For sure. We had some nostalgia, alcohol, funny cars, six cars showed up and, Mm -hmm. and put on a show. And it was, it was completely dominated Mm -hmm. by Steve Tomiski. 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 Timisky Timisky. uh,
1: In that Detroit Tiger car. Yeah, he was the fastest
0: one in both rounds. Oh yeah. He went 643 at 209. Mm -hmm. And the, the Nostalgia Pro Stocks, as we may have mentioned before with the Bob Merrily picking up the win in the in the fifty fifty drawing. Right. There was three cars that made passes. They were all in the seven eighties, yeah. and
1: you know, neat looking cars. You you mentioned uh, earlier, Justin, that we had uh, more of them show up for our little test hit. Yeah, it seemed like
0: there was five or six that made passes then, and only mm-hmm. three of them went so down. Must
1: have been some carnage. Must have been
0: some some parts breakage there though. Yeah,
1: I, I you know, don't understand why only three came back for the two stands, you know, but they were fun to watch too.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. and in, in the nostalgia. Uh, fuel funny cars Johnny Lawson was the was the man to beat he went
1: 534 at 266. yeah I think that's what the crowd liked the best oh, those yeah. Nitro cars oh man and, and and the header flames were standing tall and proud and yes they they put on a show I don't know if you noticed but in the in the second half of the second show to, to be taking place around nine o'clock uh Jason reversed the order yep so that we could see those header flames oh yeah it was getting a little bit darker for, for uh you know Lawson
0: Yes, to, to for make sure. That
1: run and, and man, those flames are way up over the hood for sure. The roof of the car, oh right?
0: yeah, they were definitely. Now I would, I would have to imagine that they will be back for the Funny Car Nationals in September. Yeah,
1: I think more than yeah, you know, the whole crew, the whole group of them. Oh yeah,
0: right. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I mean they, uh, five thirty four, uh, they 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 threw it down. I mean that's yeah. a that's a heck of a run for a nostalgia uh, fuel funny car, and
1: I can't imagine that that will. That will go uncontested. No, I don't know if that's uh, totally legal with the rest of that group or not. I don't know. We'll you find know, out. I think, uh, but it's still just one mag and one pump. One mag and I one just pump. Don't know how they just, big.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It, but uh, and you a, don't and a heck of a load of nitro.
1: Oh yeah, and didn't you mention something about uh, the car that Mike Bowen was helping out? Yeah. Sha- yeah. Sean Bowen was
0: driving. Sean that. Bowen drove uh, Buzz McAwee's newly um, nitro funny car. It right. was did... an alcohol funny car. Exactly. They did the changeover mm-hmm. and. Man, he threw down a run himself, five seventy five at two fifty one, and and yeah. Buzz was was ecstatic. Yeah, I mean, that was that's a heck of a run. It's I can't I can't even imagine what it takes to begin to switch a car over wow. from alcohol to nitro. Yeah. And you know, it, there's there's safety requirements. There's there's obviously some engine requirements, oh, fuel system, chassis, everything. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that there's anything that's left untouched. Right. Switching a car over from alcohol to nitro, and and they did
1: it, and. Man, that that Power Shield car was yeah, flying. That was the first successful pass, and they were jumping up and down. Oh, yeah. so happy to see that five seventy-five! For and, sure, and we were too. Definitely. And then what about the jets?
0: We had some jets show up. Uh, Rich Hanna, uh, he he picked up the the bragging rights, I guess, in the in the the jet funny car. In terms of uh, in terms of reaction time. Reaction times. Yep, yeah, they I think
1: uh, Ken Hall beat him, but those two funny cars ran very close each run.
0: They were they were very close, and they had a. In case you weren't here, they they were up in the tower talking with Gary during one of the rain delays, and mm-hmm. and they've got a little rivalry going as far as reaction times go, and <laughs> and uh, Rich Hanna. Had the best ball of the of the weekend in the Jets anyway, and he was he was twenty one. I think there was a twenty five in there, twenty six, and but then uh, now, all those
1: guys that good on the tree
0: with a jet. Oh, that's how do you do that? I, that's tough. It's got to be tough. <laughs> and <laughs> Sarah Edwards was here, the Queen of Diamonds too. Mm-hmm. She ran five thirty nine at two ninety five, just short of three hundred miles. hour. Right.
1: She was trying to go to three hundred, but she got pretty darn close. She
0: did. And speaking of Sarah Edwards, we've got a bit of a treat. Sarah Edwards is joining us live on the phone right now to talk about this last weekend.
1: All right. Hello, Sarah. Welcome.
2: Hi there. How are you?
1: Good. Did you have a safe trip back to Connecticut?
2: We did. It was a little long, but we made it.
1: (laughs) Good to hear. It was sure nice having you up here at the Motorsports Park this weekend. You guys do a great show, a very professional group of jet dragster drivers. I really enjoyed it.
2: Thank you. We really like pride ourselves on being professional and um putting on a great show for the fans and making sure our cars make it down the track, every mm-hmm. run. And, um, you know, Ken and Rich do a phenomenal job. They, their cars are so close and they put on a great show and it's a lot of fun to come out behind them and, you know, get that little higher mile an hour and quicker time. And mm-hmm. it makes everybody have a good night.
1: Oh, it was not disappointing in any way. That's for
0: sure. Not at all. And just tell us a little bit about your background in racing and how you got involved, if you don't mind.
2: Yeah. So I, um, I actually did not come from a racing family, um, I'm an only child, and my parents brought me to Raceway Park over on the East Coast in New Jersey to their Night of Thrills event, very similar to what we did this weekend. And I was about 12 at the time, and I saw the Queen of Diamonds jet dragster. And I saw her go down the track, I got to meet the driver. And she was a young girl at the time. And I left there saying, well, that's what I want to do one day. (laughs) But as most 12 year olds, you know, one week, they want to be an astronaut, the next week, they want to be a doctor, (laughs) it kind of changes week to week. Um, It kind of never really changed for me. So when I got to high school, my parents, said, okay, if this is really something you're serious about, you need to finish high school with good grades, and we'll talk after that. So I graduated high school in June of 2010, and that July, I went to Reading, Pennsylvania to Maple Grove, and I got my Super Comp license there with Frank Cawley's Drag Racing School, which was a phenomenal opportunity to learn from you know, the best of the best. Mm -hmm. And I got my license. And about a year's time later, we um, had made some connections and we picked up a car that would run Super Comp and Top Dragster. And we started bracket racing about three hours from our house at a little track called Echo Dragway in New Jersey. And even though it was three hours away, that was still considered our home track. And I bracket raced there for about four years before I got a message from Al Hanna, who owns (laughs) the Queen of Diamonds, um, looking for a driver. His driver had just resigned and my name had come up through a couple of people. And um, we started talking, we met, I started testing in the car and Next thing you know, three years later, I'm at Martin, Michigan's uh, US 131 <laughs> Dragway.
0: No, very good. That's a, it, it's interesting to to find out how people get involved with drag racing. I mean, myself, I grew up here at US 131. My dad's raced my entire life and still races and, and my brother races. And like I told you before, I've got two kids that race and I'm sure they're hooked for the rest of their lives now. So yeah. <laughs> it's just, it is interesting to hear how, how people get involved and, and especially coming from a family who, who really wasn't involved in racing before.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's funny when we started bracket racing, it's exactly what you just said. It was, you know, the father raced and then they got into racing and now their kids are into racing. And we were like the total newbies. We were so green. We, you know, my we weren't not familiar with cars and stuff, but it just wasn't what we did. And it wasn't something we had really accessible or local to us. We would go as like a treat to go to New Jersey and check out races and stuff. But for a lot of the guys that were racing at ACO that I was racing against, they all lived close and it was like in their backyard. So they Mm -hmm. had the, you know, the ease of going whenever they want and when they could, where we, that wasn't really part of where, where I was raced. So it was interesting coming into it and being a total outsider, but it I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. There's got to be quite a bit of a culture shock, too, <laughs> showing <laughs> up to a, a drag strip and and really getting involved and, and finding out what, what all the ins and outs are.
2: I think it was the best cultur- cult- cultural shock um, you could ever have, though, because, I mean, I'm from... 45 minutes North of New York city. And I'm in what's called Fairfield County and nobody's nice to anybody here. I mean, it's (laughs) like a rat race. Everybody's just going, going, going a hundred miles an hour. And nobody holds the door for anybody or says, hi, thank you. Good morning. Mm -hmm. So when we started racing and we knew nobody and racers would come up and ask us how we were doing if we needed help. I mean, I snapped an axle um one day racing and before I could even get the car back to the trailer, I mean, we had people we didn't even know offering to run home cuz they lived down the street to get the axle.
3: Isn't that nice? So,
2: it was like the best whole new world you could ever walk into because it's like, wow, there are nice people out there.
3: <laughs> and, oh, it's yeah.
2: just, and and it really doesn't matter if you're racing at, you know, quote unquote, your home track or halfway across the country racers are the same breed of people. Everybody in my, in my opinion and what I've experienced, they're all there. They're happy to be there. They're happy to help. And at the end of the day, all everybody wants to do is just race each other and do what we came to do and have fun. So it's really been a great experience.
1: Wow. That's really neat. We keep hearing about this racer camaraderie thing. And they, even from the East Coast, where it's such a rat race, people still have the time to help one another, just like they do here in the Midwest.
2: Yeah, Totally.
0: That's good. Do you, do you still get to uh, get back in the, in the super comp car at all?
2: Nope. I actually haven't been in that car since about two weeks before I got the message about the opportunity to drive the jet.
0: No, oh, no kidding. So the, the, yep. the jet car has been pretty much a, a weekend in and weekend out uh, deal for the most part and going all over the place and racing at different tracks across the country.
2: Yep. And I mean, I was only bracket racing for about four years. Um, when al had contacted me so i was by no means extremely like fluent in driving my own car i mean i knew how to drive it i could drive it well but um we just didn't when it comes to racing a lot of it becomes muscle memory and i just for safety reasons we just never wanted to cross those two up because everything that i did in my um bracket car was the exact opposite of what you do in the jet car as far as like, you know, getting on the brakes, pushing pedals, pushing buttons. It was all opposite. So I don't even know if I could tell you if I remember how to drive my other car. (laughs) I have just completely Mm -hmm. and utterly blocked it out.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And when you get into a jet dragster that goes 295 miles an hour like that, there has to be quite an adjustment period. I I think you would transition from just hanging on for dear life to a point where you're actually driving and pushing the car, you know, you're so comfortable in it Where you're trying to go faster. How long does that process take you?
2: Um, Well, they've always told me, so Rich, my teammate, really um, taught me how to drive the jet car with Al's um, guidance as well. And Al always told me, you're never along for the ride. You were in control the whole time. Mm -hmm. Never sit back and think, you know, you're just hanging on you're driving that car the whole way and it's amazing how when you get in that car and it's going to go straight you know and there really isn't a lot of play in the wheels where you think you have to steer mm-hmm. but sometimes you're fighting that car and you're steering it to keep it straight the whole way down the track really? and um it, it's really incredible how much your whole body can just take in and and take over and know what to do in the car. You know, your mind's working so fast to tell your hands <laughs> to turn it this way, turn it that way. Um, if you think something's a little funny, I'm a big believer in just shutting it off. If oh, yeah. it's not going right or if you can't correct it, I'm all about just shutting the car down before things get ugly or, or you know, out of control
1: you know I think that's good advice for any racer that's for it's, sure, just, it's
2: just not worth it I mean it's gonna cost you yeah maybe a run but it's gonna cost you less because you're not gonna have any broken parts or people and yeah. you get to go out and do it again the next weekend
0: oh for sure now could you walk us through what it's like to to make a pass I mean from the time you're strapped in and and, and your crew spools up the, the engine and, and to the time you're turning off the racetrack.
2: Yeah, so we, um, they they get me in the car and the staging lanes completely tie me down <laughs> and um, everything's tied down all the way to my chin. That chin mm-hmm. is strapped down to protect you from whiplash and, and, you know, getting thrown back in your seat. So we come around the water box and, straighten out as best as you know till we till we're happy where we are and then we do kind of a series of checks my crew will walk around and they'll get the starter on and get ready and um we just have a process and we do the same process every time and you know we yell switches and the switches go on and then we get ready to fire it up and we go and I actually look on my um dash, I have a race pack in my car, so I can see the EGT and I can watch percentages and stuff. So we have certain numbers where we do things at. So we start the car and we, the first percentage we want to get up to is about 62%. And that's when, um, we perform a couple of checks and the fire show goes off. And I, um, do the fire show with a button on my steering wheel and a button on my throttle. Uh Once that's complete, we move up a percentage to about 70 where we do a smoke check. And then from there we do what's called burner pops, which is where you'll, um, it'll be like a short little burst of a flame out the back and I roll forward and it's like, pow, pow, pow. Right. Um, so we do that. And then we creep up to the line Al generally will stage me and bump in, turn on the pre stage. And then it's kind of just like, gathering your thoughts that last big breath say <laughs> so, all right here we go we're gonna do this and then from there you actually crank the throttle all the way to max and my throttles um a lever so it's on the right side of me it's hand controlled mm-hmm. um some people most people don't realize that the car is actually driven with your left hand only down the track so wow. you're traveling 300 miles an hour you One know hand. three inches from the ground. And you're only doing it with one hand. I have um, front brakes and I have rear brakes and I have pedals for those. And that is used when I'm staging the car and doing the fire show. But once I leave the line, that's it. We don't use our brakes at all. Our brakes are not our friend (laughs) until you're at about 10 miles an hour turning off the track. So when you're at max, your hand is wrapped around the the throttle and your left hand's on the wheel, and um, you jump off your both, both sets of brakes, and you're igniting those two switches, the one on your steering wheel and the one on your throttle at the same time, and it's a total reflection of muscle memory, because at the end of the track, you would never even, it never crosses my mind that I have to tell my body to pull my legs off the brakes. It just happen. So that's (laughs) another reason why I don't want to like cross between cars. Cause my body knows what to do. My mind knows what to do. And we just go out and we do it, but the whole ride down the track, it's not ride, but the, the race, it's pretty smooth. You know, for the most part, we're always on really good tracks. Like, you know, your track was smooth. We got down, no problem. And, um, it goes quick. But once you hit the finish line and you know it's over, it's game on because you're actually pulling that throttle back. And when you're pulling it back to kill the engine, you're deploying two parachutes. Uh So when we left the line or when I left the line, I had four G's on me. And when I crossed the finish line and the shoots hit, it's negative six. So it's a brutal wild crazy ride once you pass the finish line because mm-hmm. going from zero to 300 isn't so bad but 300 to zero is a whole nother story
3: Wow! Um,
2: but that's my favorite part
0: <laughs> it is
2: i love hitting the speed and then you know feeling what you just did it's like okay we just did something there
1: oh yeah for sure wow what a great explanation that's so cool sarah Really appreciate that. I didn't know how much goes on in Boy, that, that cockpit. sounds like
0: there's quite a bit going on.
2: Yeah, there's a few things happening in there.
1: Wow. <laughs> and I'm surprised how good you uh, cut the reaction times. Now, when you and Ken came up in a tower for a while, it was nice to hear you guys kind of banter a little bit about uh, reaction times and the little rivalry you have going on. Do you know who got the best reaction time this weekend?
2: Um, it was one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Rich. Someone had a twenty-one light. I want to say it was Rich, but I could be mistaken. Oh,
1: you're correct. It was Rich Hanna with the O twenty-one light.
2: Yep, and Ken had a O twenty-five mm-hmm. first round, but Ken still, I think, took the win. And then yeah. on the second round, Ken was triple zero with a three red. I mean,
1: <laughs> he was he was getting so after. So <laughs> close. <laughs> yeah, he wanted it pretty bad. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah, he was five eighty on that run. Then this uh, this hot blade dragster guy showed up. We don't we didn't know that was kind of a surprise, but he had a bit of a grudge match going with you, didn't he?
2: Well, yeah, that was a surprise to us as well. Um, we didn't know he was going to be running because he didn't show up for first round.
3: Right.
0: right.
2: Um. So when we saw him in the staging lanes for second round, we were like, "Oh,
0: okay, <laughs> <laughs> bring it on! All right, <laughs> game on."
2: No, no sweat off our back. Performance-wise, we got this. So,
0: oh,
1: yeah. um,
2: so we just went out there and we did our thing.
1: But you know, the two of you did a great job with the fire pops and uh, the burner pops, you call them, and uh, it, it was excellent. Doubled up that way. Oh yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. So you
1: put on a it's, good show. And it,
2: it's it's nice, like you know, the singles are cool, mm-hmm. but it's really nice when somebody's in the other lane and you can have that banter almost back and forth because. Mm-hmm. He can listen to me. I can listen to him and, you know, doing our show. So we're not doing something at the same time or there's ever a lull. It can Uh, be, you know, it could be really entertaining.
0: Oh, definitely. Now you've been in a jet car for about three years now, right? Mm -hmm. And have there been any scary times, any scary moments that you were maybe a little unsure about what you're doing? (laughs)
2: Yeah, well, the first time you, you guys are gonna be like shocked when you hear this. Uh oh. My debut race trains at um, Summit Motorsports Park out in Marwalk, Ohio. Yep. For their Cavalcade event. And it was my 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 debut race. I have yet to race with somebody in the other lane. I have yet to race, you know, at night. I've yet to race where it really counted. Everything was a first. Mm-hmm. So that can kind of be a little nerve wracking to begin with. For sure. So we um, we were told they do huge firework displays. So we were told that me and my opponent, we were the last set of cars to go down for the night. And after us, they were going to begin shutting the lights off from the starting line to the finish line. Because by the time those went dim, the, the fireworks, it, all, it was all supposed to be timed out yep so we stage the cars we make our run cross the finish line pull the chutes as i've explained it's a wild ride in there you got (laughs) to get that right hand back on the steering wheel because you want to stay straight you don't want it to get crazy and get close to the wall or close to your opponent and just as i clicked it off and the chutes deployed everything went dark they had turned the lights off backwards they had turned them oh, on sand oh, oh, traps oh, up to the starting line instead oh, of vice versa so
1: you couldn't see a so thing
2: my teammate i'll never forget he said i had baptism under fire that night because mm-hmm. everything went pitch black and then on top of it um all the dew it was dewy that night oh yeah it, it set in so like my visor fogged i wear glasses when i drive those fog my canopy fogged So not only was it pitch black, but it was pitch black and all fogged up. (laughs) Um, So I actually stopped the car safely and knew where I was on the track because I have a such a supportive team. I mean, the guys go down and they wait for me Mm -hmm. at the top end. And they were all like, I think maybe even over the wall and on the track yelling to us. So we knew where we were in and where to stop. So, um, yeah, I think I experienced it right out of the gate, but <laughs> it makes for a better driver, I guess.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. What about the future, Sarah? What, uh, what's the next decade, let's say going to hold for you. Any, uh, any aspirations? Next
2: decade. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just really sticking to this. I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing. I mean, not many people, get the opportunity to say hey when I was 12 I wanted to drive Mm -hmm. this this, you know crazy jet dragster and it seems like such a long way away and it seems like it would be such a stretch to ever accomplish something like that and Mm -hmm. to have the opportunity to be doing what I love which is drag racing and then on top of it living out my childhood dream driving the exact car that I saw um that first night at raceway park i just you know i just want to stay in the moment <laughs> and just continue um loving it embracing it getting to go to different tracks cuz before this i i raced at one track <laughs> yeah. my whole my whole little career and now i get to go all over the country and i get to meet different people so i don't know the next decade i think it's just about embracing the opportunity that's come my way that I'm really fortunate for.
1: Well, you certainly have met your goal. At, at 25, you're already driving a 300 mile an hour dragster. I don't know how you could top that. I guess my <laughs> question wasn't such a good one after all. <laughs> you may, may have met your goal already. No, that's great. Well, Sarah, we
0: we thank you for taking the time to to be in, on here with us and answering our questions, and and we really appreciate you being here this weekend. You put on a heck of a show, and I think our fans would agree with that as well. And look forward to the next time you're back here at US 131. Yeah,
2: I look forward to it too. It was a lot of fun, um, yeah. and thank you guys for having me. Anytime, just you, just call me up.
1: Oh, appreciate it, Sarah. Sarah oh, you're an, you. You're an exceptional young lady, and we really appreciate thank you coming out. It was a lot of fun. And we can't wait to your next visit. We're looking forward to it.
0: Man that that was a fun interview Gary. Oh, she's she, well she did a great job. I, I I did I really enjoyed listening to to what it all it takes to to make a pass in one of those cars. Oh
1: yes, that's you're very busy in that thing. But uh, for a 25 year old she's pretty well poised, oh, don't she, think? She's very very well. She's yeah. got a she's got a bright future ahead of her. Yeah. I think it was kind of cool how that hot blade dragster just showed up out of nowhere. He just oh, wanted yeah. to race.
0: <laughs> he just wanted to race. He didn't somebody. need to be paid, he just wanted to race. That's for sure. That was fun to watch. And yeah wrapping up the weekend sunday was super chevy sunday yeah, and you know i know I, I, this is the first super chevy that i've raced in right now i've worked a couple of them here and there you know when i worked here as a kid and and mm-hmm. and it seemed like if it was super chevy it was going to rain and then <laughs> it was pretty much the case this this last weekend mm-hmm. um it the rains came after 3 rounds in modified and 2 right. rounds in the rest of them and, and mm-hmm. Did the old split and get
1: and yep, called it a, a weekend. That was a big purse. That it was $2,500 to win those two big classes. And so there's a lot of money. Fifty-eight racers were left in, and every one of them got paid. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was uh, the whole purse got paid out. That was pretty nice. But, yeah, it was just one big cell came over us. We saw a few sprinkles, so we stopped. We were just about getting into the third round of uh, Top ET, and it started sprinkling a little more a little more. And we looked at the radar, and there's this one big
0: little sell.
1: Yeah. It just parked itself right over the track. Yep. It's so weird, so localized, but it just soaked this place. Oh, yeah. It would have taken over an hour to, to dry it, so, so it led into the decision. But you know what? I got in the car, went home, cut the grass. Yeah.
0: Oh, the sun was shining <laughs> at my house. Yes.
1: The whole time. We, so I was I uh, surprised everybody at home say said, we got rained out, and they looked outside, <laughs> what?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. So... No, knowing you and and your jokes, Gary, I don't think that they believed you. You probably could have gone home and told them that that you got fired for for cussing out Jason or something like that, and they probably would have believed you.
1: It'd be more believable than the rain story
0: huh? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Now we've we've got some. We've talked about some results, and we had the opportunity to talk with Sarah Edwards, and I believe you did some tabulating over the last couple of days, and
1: have a fantasy update for us, Gary. Uh, yeah, my uh, I didn't think my teams did so well. You know, Stan Jones got beat, and poor uh, Kevin Groenewald couldn't couldn't find his butt with either hand. And I will tell you what, we just had uh, I was just all down in the dumps until I did these uh, results today, and it turns out I had some uh, had a couple of winners in there too. And uh, the standings are at this point. Well, Team Cameron, he came up some. He's about 66 points right now. Okay. Team Justin, 77. So he improved. But team Gary's still holding on with 85.
0: You know, there, there's something to it's just like playing cards. The scorekeeper always wins. So don't be surprised if Never if, mind that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, what's coming up next? We got This uh, weekend we've got the fast muscle car drags. What's that all about? Fast is factory appearing stock tire. Ah. That's a, it's a it's an acronym for for factory appearing stock tires so these
1: are like pure stock little, little
0: yeah, narrow tires yeah kind of but they're a lot faster than pure stock ever was yeah yeah there's there's definitely some nine second performers in there wow. in, in the fast class and they've they, there's some different um breakdowns and everything else and and you know these guys are here and and they just have a good time they yeah. really do they have some really nice cars oh yeah they have and some of them like i said they're they're quicker than 10 seconds on bias ply tires. Wow. So it'd be uh 454 Chevelles,
1: Cudas, oh, yeah. Hemi-Cudas. Yep,
0: Hemi-Cudas, Hemi Roadrunners. Yeah. Um, they're probably, uh, I forget what the code is, probably a Copo Camaro or two. Oh. Um, I think there's there's usually a, like a ZL1 Camaro. You know, the, but you're talking 60s.
1: Oh, yeah, we're talking not, 60s. Not 2016. Not, not, no, 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 yeah. not not a 16. So that's the uh, the fast muscle cars, and it's on Friday. It's all day on Friday. Friday and Saturday. And Saturday. Yep. But it's a, a day long thing on Friday as well. It's not just an evening. Oh, okay. It's I think they start the day at day 10 a.m. on okay. Friday. So if you want to come out and see some of those factory appearing, what? Stock? Stock tire. tire.
0: Factory appearing stock, stock tire. tire. That's they're, a, they're on the old red line bias ply tires. Yeah. So it's unbelievable how fast some of these cars are. Neat. On we'll that a, little itty bitty tire. Watch the website for more information, right? Oh, for sure. And then the weekend after that, We've got a double race. Yeah. Two points races, July 7th and 8th. Mm-hmm. And that also means we've got the Mojo Quick 16. Yep. And it means we got two grand to win on Saturday. Two grand to win on Saturday, 1500 to win on Sunday in, in the top and modified classes. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Should uh, be nice. Hopefully, I, I've, I've put in the order for good weather. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, July, it finally gets all this. Rain crap out of its system, and we can have a good, you know, a good forecast and, and
1: a good time bracket One of my uh, favorite Ford racers from Bardstown, Kentucky, oh, Dennis Denny White's going to come up for that weekend. We're going oh, yeah. to see him in his uh, Fair Lane. Uh, the day before, on Friday uh, the 6th, is the West Michigan True Street Drag Week. Uh, they, they're making a stop at the at Oh, okay. Park. And they'll be there from 10 a.m. to four thirty. On uh, Friday, so if you want to go up, it's kind of like a, a little miniature drag week. Oh, yeah, that for, sounds for cool. West Michigan cars. They're, they're going to make a stop at Martin and uh, be there from 10 to 430 on Friday. And, then of course, our Lane Automotive Bracket Series is uh, Saturday and Sunday, two-day race. Two-day race, quick 16 both days. Yep.
0: And yep, the Mojo
1: yeah. quick 16 both days.
0: We've got we got a lot of racing coming up. I'm I'm excited, Gary. Mm-hmm. Seems like it, it's been way too long since we've had a bracket race
1: yeah.
0: here and, and and it's it's good to see things are going and, and yep. I'm getting excited. Yep,
1: that's the seventh and eighth. That'll be the week after uh, the weekend after fourth of July. And then you know what's coming up the weekend after that. Oh
0: yeah. That's it's that's not just the weekend. It's you'll know, practically <laughs> call it a week. We've got the SFG uh, summer shootout presented by FTI. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking a little bit more about that. We've got oh, a, yeah. a little bit of SFG experience under our belt yep. after the Memorial weekend race, and uh, we'll definitely be previewing that one in an upcoming episode. Yeah. And, and We'll we have, have to find have a,
1: out about uh pre-entries and things we'll yeah, have to get some we'll,
0: numbers we'll have to get some information and, yeah. and i can take care of that and Good. and maybe maybe jake and kyle would come on and, and talk to us again i don't know maybe unless we scared them off i don't know <laughs> we'll <laughs> get the latest update for oh sure. for sure you'll for hear sure. it here well i think that's gonna do it gary yeah that's, i do too that was a that was a fun episode i i i think i said it already but i really did enjoy the the interview with sarah edwards she did a great job oh she's sharp
1: she's really, really very professional that entire hannah crew Oh this yeah, this is top of their game
0: yep and and that's the way al Hanna's always been really I mean, just he's mm-hmm. got he's got really nice stuff he and he he puts on a show yeah i agree
1: yeah
0: great to see him hopefully come back soon all right well that's gonna wrap up our show episode number eight hard to believe we've got eight episodes down already mm-hmm. um thank you so much for taking the time and listening to it and and if you like what you hear Rate us accordingly. Subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. We are available on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. You know, subscribe so you can get all the latest updates. You can be the first to know when the new episode drops, and uh, leave us a comment or you know if you've got any suggestions for the show, send one of us a message on Facebook, and and we'll be happy to to entertain it. I know we've got a few suggestions and comments here and there, and and we're excited to get to some of those suggestions here coming up okay. in, in the next few episodes.
1: Yeah, a big thanks to you, Justin, for putting this together. And thanks to Cameron over there for producing this show week after week. It's getting more fun every time. Oh, for sure. Well, once again, thanks, everybody. And we'll see
0: you hopefully this weekend at the at the Fast Muscle Car Drags. Okay, take care now. All right, we'll see you.